0: Hello everyone, this is episode 104.
1: Yes, what's the show called?
0: Oh, Digital Digital Get Down. That's
1: right.
0: We've. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done two weeks in a row, so I, was I feel like say. I'm a little rusty. Or the uh, opposite?
1: I've, I think we're done. We're done with the episode. We had nothing new to I say. And
0: we're done with the podcast.
1: Oh, Oh, gosh, there's going to be a final episode someday.
0: It's going to, like, just trail off, though. Like, it's just going to be one of those things, like, we haven't done one in months. I think at some point
1: our son will not let us do it.
0: (laughs) Like, morally? Like, he'll be too embarrassed? Either because because
1: someone has heard it or because no one hears them and he's just embarrassed for us.
0: I think it's just going to be practicality-wise that his bedtime will be too late at some point for us to do it.
1: Yeah, true. I don't know. He's such a good kid. Maybe he'll just become our third co-host.
0: It'll just be a kids-friendly one. We'll but have then we'll like
1: go back and listen to, like... Didn't he, like, poop on one episode or something? He farted a lot on yeah. one of the
0: episodes. I thought you were hmm. going to say how the first episode had a lot of gay sex uh, discussions in it. I
1: think he'll be fine with that. Um,
0: we caved in and became the typical parents and got our child one of those clocks with the lights so that he won't wake oh, us up. Oh, that's like a basic bitch thing? A little bit. It's like a parenting hack thing, like...
1: How else... Yeah, I mean...
0: He doesn't know how to read a clock. Right. Well, we'll see if it works. I don't really think it's going to work.
1: Oh, went, definitely not. I said, no.
0: what does red mean? He said, stop, which mm-hmm. is impressive that he even knew that. But yeah.
1: it's a little He'll bit probably of a stretch. just wake up and shout, red, stop, red, stop. Maybe. Oh, his door's open right now, actually. I never went back to close it. Oh,
0: he's going to hear this whole thing then. Okay. Um, so we are coming at two weeks in a row here. We have some episodes planned out. It feels really weird to have like a specific plan for the podcast. It's locked in. Um, It is in pen, so it's pretty (laughs) locked in. Uh, We actually have like some movies and uh, books lined up. Whether or not we We still haven't started a show in
1: two years. No.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we we are in a very much of a TV show rut. Mm -hmm. Um, partially your fault.
1: Oh, I take plenty of the credit. It just still baffles me that I just can't get over it.
0: I just, uh, in the course of this podcast, I've just realized I, I just don't really like TV shows that much. Um, I'm just not like a TV show fanatic like mm-hmm. some people. I lose interest very easily. I'm not very good at binging things. And it has to be in the sweet spot of not super stupid, but not uh, so dramatic and serious. Like yeah. I, I, It's not fun for me. Yep. To watch a show that's meant to either scare you or make you depressed. I can't. I've got enough emotions on my own without TV shows helping me.
1: Okay, so the listeners to this pop culture podcast should not expect mu- much pop culture from us.
0: Much pop- I'm just saying I don't like. I just think, <laughs> I think it's brave for me to say that I don't like TV shows. Ballsy.
1: I think. But babe, have you ever seen The Wire?
0: No, and I've only watched like <laughs> three and a half episodes of Breaking Bad, so don't come at me. Mm. Um, and I only watched partial seasons of Lost, which is the wrong way to watch Lost.
1: And you but got your own little agenda over there. I feel like I'm a. I feel like I'm a guest. None on this of this show was right on now. the agenda.
0: Just oh, spitballing, babe. Okay. Just...
1: I got the stopwatch today. We're at a, we're gonna keep this under an Okay. Eye.
0: You wanted me to remind you to talk mm. about ASMR.
1: Oh, good lord. <laughs> I've I've never come close to, like, snap divorcing you. But this is, like... This was, like, the That's most... That's
0: not a good way to start a sentence. This was,
1: like, the most concerned for your mental health I've ever been.
0: <laughs> I should put it on record that I do not like ASMR videos in general. And my students would always, like... See, that like,
1: was the most concerning bit, was that you were like, I don't even like this, but, oh my god, listen to this my one. My
0: students would, like make fun of ASMR and would always do like, like anytime anyone made a weird noise, they'd go like, ASMR. Listen. Listen. Um, but I listen. like this one where she pretends that she's doing your makeup because yeah, I find going. it very soothing to have other people do my hair and makeup and... But
1: she's just a lady on a video that you can like pause or fast forward. She's not, she's not real.
0: Well, she is a real person. She's just making sounds but with But she's mouth. an actual person. She's like a cartoon. Mm. Um... I'm saying I specifically find hers very calming because I like the act of someone doing my makeup.
1: Auditory sensory, do you even know what it stands for? No. Oh gosh. Do you? No.
0: I'm saying I, I've, I've, list, I've watched like two of her videos. She has a TikTok where she has shorter clips and people have showed me those and that's how I found her. Anyway, her name is Josie okay. she's really chill. And she has, like, a lot of nice makeup videos. I don't even care about makeup. I just find, like, the routine of it soothing. And it's not very practical for me to have other people do my makeup unless you're going to get really into makeup anytime soon. So
1: no. it's
0: just a nice... I don't know. I find it very very soothing in a creepy way.
1: Okay. That's all we needed to cover.
0: Um, I have a couple movie thoughts of movies that I've watched.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I have... A weird Encanto theory that came to me in the shower. Yeah. So which one would you like to start with? My quick movie thoughts? I have two quick movie yeah. thoughts. Yeah. rounds. Okay. Thunder round. Onward. Not good. It must be by the same people that did The Good Dinosaur.
1: You sussed that out. Took
0: yeah. a great... I don't know if it actually is. I didn't look it up. <laughs> no facts here on this podcast today. I It had the same idea of like a, an interesting concept for like an, an SNL skit, not for like a full episode. Mm-hmm full movie it was like what if elves and dwarfs and all of those things were real and they like went through the same process basically went through the same process of civilization as what humans did so you have like centaurs and dwarves and elves and whatnot that are just like on their phones and driving in cars and
1: stuff
0: Mm -hmm. sure you can make that a concept Creates
1: a universe yeah the
0: actual the plot was not good this this kid's dad dies but then they find a magical spell that can bring him back to life but they mess it up so it's only his pants that come back to life and then they go through this whole thing this whole like quest to try and figure it out and then the mom is involved and then in the end the main character realizes that his older brother was his dad all along not actually but like metaphysically Mm -hmm. uh it was just not good Okay. Our son was bored. I was bored. It was not good. I would not recommend it. And so much of it just...
1: Show me a Pixar movie that's actually a kid's movie. S- I keep asking for one.
0: So much of it just relied on you thinking Chris Pratt was charming, mm-hmm. which I think, like... The greatest voice passed, actor of our
1: generation.
0: I think, like, his time has passed a little bit. Mm. Um, the other movie I watched, very different. Royal Treatment on Netflix was, like, the newest, like, Netflix rom-com. Uh-huh. Uh, it was bad but like so watchable like i really enjoyed the watching experience i completely put aside reality mm-hmm. and was able to just like watch the silly movie um the accents were atrocious they were meant to be, to be like british no new york oh so the whole point was that he's from like lavania or whatever made made up country they make up for these ones yeah um like with princess dyers it's like Genovia. Mm-hmm. Um, Except it was actually New Zealand because they all had Kiwi accents and it looked like New Zealand, but they didn't say that it was New Zealand. And it wasn't meant to be an island, I don't think. It was like meant to be vaguely European, but it was filmed in so New why Zealand. Why are
1: they doing New York accents?
0: The prince is from this country. It's it's got like
1: a, it, got it, got it. Cinderella story kind of yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah.
0: the overworked girl who's always dreamed of traveling the world.
1: I understand terms. Um, I got them now.
0: So sh- it's the same girl from that. Um,
1: oh, the Christmas tongue.
0: movie. The Cinderella story, Christmas Wish, whatever where she dresses an elf for a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. girl.
1: That was a bad movie.
0: Um, so she tries to do a New York, like uh York. Brooklyn Yeah. Or uh, no, Bronx, like Italian
1: Get New York here. accent.
0: But she just kind of goes in and out of it when she remembers she's mm. supposed to have an accent. It's not great. And then yeah, it's just not good. Um, but I recommend it if you want. Just a silly... <laughs> Thank
1: you A for silly that rom-com. Rapidly. Well, some route. of them are
0: not watchable. This one was watchable if you mm-hmm. can put aside the accents and the lack of geography, geographical sense.
1: Okay. Um, Encanto. Hit me, babe.
0: I've listened to the soundtrack a lot more Blow times. Blow my mind. We watched the movie again. Not even by my choice. Our son demanded dance, dance, dance. Which is what he calls Encanto. Because we always dance to the music. Um so I was in the shower and I was thinking here's what it was missing the layer of complexity Mm -hmm. and the additional like Bruno uh, plot yeah Mirabelle is Bruno's daughter uh huh Stick with me for a second. It doesn't entirely work in the actual movie. It's not really like a real fan theory. It's what I think they could have. Not canon. It's what I think they could have done to make it a little bit more complex and Mm -hmm. like for the adults. So here's why it would make sense. I just
1: got one better, but go ahead.
0: Here's why it would make sense. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah what if like he's out her, of wedlock. he's her real dad either out of wedlock or like the wife dies or the mm-hmm. wife, re- wife runs away out of the village mm-hmm. and Bruno like blames himself that he should have seen it coming because he literally mm-hmm. sees the future so like he leaves
1: hey, this is gonna get you back and into leaves, fan fiction and leaves Mirabelle yeah
0: and Julieta says sh- sh- because she's like the Jesus she's like the kindest <laughs> soul ever so <laughs> she'll raise her right mm-hmm. what if the gifts
1: why her dad's so annoying Yes. Hmm.
0: It's like a stepdad situation. Yeah. What if...
1: Strong stepdad What if vibes.
0: the gift only passes down through the women, right? Yeah. So maybe she doesn't have a gift because she's not actually Julieta's daughter. Yeah. So that's why... That's
1: actually pretty good, babe.
0: Right? That's why Julieta's like, don't be so hard on her abuela. And that's why it's like, we don't talk about Bruno because like they're not supposed to say it because Mirabel doesn't know so that's why the town is like hush hush and it's like we that's don't talk much about better bruno. than just right
1: um abuela just hugging it out and
0: then in the end it makes a little bit more sense for them to be kind of pissed at bruno because he like ran off away from his daughter
1: they literally abandoned the family that's what they Abandoned the him of and yeah. it would
0: make more sense of why he's creeping on them through the walls because he's trying to keep an eye on his daughter yeah. not just like sit at dinner with his sisters Man, but he's trying to keep an eye on his daughter this somewhere right so they would just need to like add another song or like retcon mm-hmm. it a little bit to make sense there has to be like the the either the wife dies maybe mm-hmm. or runs away or something
1: dead, i think dead mom I'd say, I,
0: yeah. it's a disney movie it's got to be the dead mom yeah. so i think the dead mom bruno blames himself for not seeing the future and somehow changing it even though it doesn't seem like he can really change the future we won't get Don't into get it get i won't i won't
1: prophecies i won't <laughs> as you're talking about it but it would have been great they could have either done this in conjunction with what you're saying or just what i'm saying if somehow it was revealed that bruno like sabotaged her gift ceremony mm. right cuz they never really explain why she doesn't ha- she doesn't get a door and it doesn't work on her yes so if bruno thought the powers were becoming dangerous and he loved Mirabelle, maybe he did something to sabotage.
0: Well, it doesn't even have a gift. Nobody talks about that.
1: Like the, yeah, we don't talk about that.
0: Nobody either. talks about that. I also think that I, again, watching the movie, Mirabelle is the only one who talks to the house. I, I think it. that she has some sort of like house-based gift because she's the only one who talks to Casita.
1: Okay. Um, today's topic is not in Compto.
0: It's not, but isn't that a good theory? Did that, that- blow your mind a little bit? Or-
1: it was like much better than I expected it to be.
0: Thank you. It was pretty fleshed out. Yeah, it fits in with what they already have in the movie, and then it would give a it would give a reason for like another song or another not another whole act, but another couple yeah. scenes at the end to flesh mm-hmm. it out a little bit more and to make sense of why they were pissed at Bruno and why he left. And
1: yeah,
0: anyways, yeah, it's a little bit too telenovela maybe, but. Okay, I don't really have any newses. I, I pulled a couple newses out of my ass, but mm-hmm. um, the only good news I could think of is that I've bought new sweatpants, so that's you, where I'm at yeah. this week.
1: That was definitely a high point for you.
0: I, I've been in the hunt for some new sweatpants for months because the...
1: Double digits months. Like, yes, yeah.
0: because the the like plainish sweatpants that I had been wearing, um, both of them were like literally from high school. Um and we're in our 30s, so that's bad. Hmm. Um, one of them I lent to a student last year, never got back, which I didn't really want him back at that point. But um, And another pair is like literally broken. So I got new sweatpants, so that was my good news for the week. That's, that's where I'm at right now in February.
1: You also <laughs> have other, your other personal news. You're going to be moving on from that small little phone you got over there.
0: I was going to say that you have big news, too. Yeah, somehow
1: you deciding you were done with your phone gave me permission to buy a phone, which is why I didn't really argue with you because I got the new thing out of everything.
0: Yeah, I still think it makes the most sense. You make the money for our family at the moment until Mm. this podcast takes off. I'm still waiting. Um, So you get the nicer phone because you actually need it. I get your old phone, Mm -hmm. an upgrade one step from my tiny like six-year-old phone. Yeah. And uh, everybody wins. Yeah.
1: I had been holding out hope that this blackberry rumor of a 5g phone was going to happen and once they admitted it wasn't i realized i needed one of these fancy dancy full screen tell the people phones. what you
0: were gonna do though
1: i was gonna buy the FX Tech Pre-order. pro one pre-ordered from the uk because it is the only android phone with a with a physical keyboard okay i'm struggling with the keyboard on this pixel over here okay it's tough I got thumbs.
0: Everyone has. Most people have thumbs.
1: Um, the only other like hot topic we need to talk about is the Olympics and how like quickly I got burned out by the Winter Olympics. And I know they only happen once every four years, so you really only have to pay attention every four years. But like, I need at least a four-year like break.
0: Least watched ever. Yeah. Um, this, this one. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say that weird-ass women's figure skating final last that's night. That's what
1: I'm talking. That's what I'm getting at specifically. Yeah. Um, I just thought
0: even you were burned out by, like, flipping through and nothing interesting was on.
1: Well, get that too. And the coverage but, being so bad every time. Right. The only, like... Actually, the most emotional attachment I got was that, like, 60-second clip of Sean White doing his outdoor yeah. interview after. Like, that was, like, the biggest moment to me of the Olympics so far. Was him crying and, like, reflecting on his legacy in the sport and how the next generation it's theirs now Yeah. and how he has to move on but he's so proud of what he's done even though he came up short even this time even though
0: he's our age and he's like yeah. retiring tearfully
1: um nathan chen so glad for him that he got a gold medal to put up on his mantle it's like
0: the one time i was happy that we were spoiled because i don't think you could have handled the anxiety of no going through this again
1: yeah when i saw the headline it was a blowout and i was like oh it's a blowout but like he needed to land his jumps like probably could have fallen like once maybe um but honestly looking back um i think the last olympics coming back in the long program after how disastrous his first two performances had been to end up in fifth, I think as like a person, that's like a greater accomplishment than the gold medal.
0: Yes. Like from a overcoming hardship standpoint and a mental toughness standpoint. So I'm
1: glad he came out and did his perfect two routines and he'll always have that. But I I have a feeling that if he looks back and he would say the, the routine I'm most proud of from the Olympics would be the, the long program. In Pyeongchang. Yeah. Speaking for Nathan, close personal <laughs> friend. Sure. Uh The ladies. What a hot. I mess. mean, you got the, the you got the fact that there's like, I mean, there's some American talent. They were there on the on the board down it's the below. The longest drought of women's in a figure drought.
0: skating medal since I don't know
1: when. And then you have the drug scandal. You have the quads. You have the. And you have the like, Russians. You have Ukraine.
0: And you have there's, like the racist. <sighs> Uh, drug scandal part two part as well where everyone's talking about comparing to Shakiri Richardson. Richards? Richardson? I'm not sure. Um, The track star who wasn't allowed to compete in the Summer Olympics because she tested positive for marijuana, which is legal in the state that she's from and is not a performance-enhancing drug, but it's a drug, so she was not allowed to uh, compete in the Summer Olympics. And this Russian white girl Mm -hmm. has... um, tested positive for an actual performance enhancing drug, like a cardiac performance enhancing drug, um, and appealed her sentencing or whatever, and was Got allowed to compete. to
1: skate, but not receive a medal. So if she finished top three, they weren't going to give out any medals. I didn't Doesn't even, even care enough to understand the logistics piece of it, but...
0: And then you can see why she shouldn't have been able to compete, because it fucked up the entire competition. Yeah uh she if you didn't watch it spoilers i guess but she fell a bunch of times
1: she was last to go because she, she was, was last in the lead. to go because
0: she was yeah. in the lead she fell a bunch of times her coach reamed her out um for like not being tougher and not trying harder and everyone was just crying
1: yeah, like the, after the final skate, I mean, they called the kiss and cry and all that stuff, but it was just the weirdest thing to watch. It was amazing on our NBC, whatever, Peacock they were stream. They following
0: people around. Because
1: poor Mike Tarico, like, they threw back to him in the studio, and he was like, we're going to try to explain why each person is crying and, and what they're crying about.
0: The first place person was, was a little just, Russian dancer. Just lonely. And she was just... Clutching her teddy she bear. She said she felt numb. She didn't feel anything. Um, And she looked lost the whole time. Nobody even went over to congratulate her. The second place girl was pissed that she wasn't in first place and said, everyone has a gold medal except for me. Everyone gets to win except for me. Was angry at the world. And then the third place Korean girl was just like...
1: I think she was Japanese.
0: Sorry, the Japanese... Wasn't there... The fourth place was Korean? I think so, yeah. The third place Japanese girl was just beside herself. She could not even function.
1: Yeah, I kept saying it was tears of joy, but like, I didn't... Completely get that vibe from from watching know. on screen. I
0: think it was very stressful because I think yeah. she knew she she wasn't supposed to get a medal.
1: Right, she should have been. So I if think it was like
0: it like. But yeah, the silver medalist
1: was just the. She was like, I'm not going out there, thing. especially because she once the uh, the eventual winner had her score. Like she knew she wasn't going to get a gold medal. Like she didn't have to wait till the final skate to, for that to sink in. She had been sitting on that couch. I
0: think. I, I'm guessing that she she thought that she was going to get beat out by...
1: Uh, yeah, I the, don't even know any other names, so I won't try to say them. But by
0: the doping girl, scandal yeah. girl. Um.
1: So then when that didn't happen, she was, she like, was like, I still lost.
0: You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. I think she thought that like her teammate, who she always knew was going to get the gold medal, would win, so yeah. she never had the chance at gold. So when her teammate didn't yeah. get it, she was like, that
1: could have been my gold medal. I don't know. Yeah. Very And confusing. then they showed the, the Russian newspaper headlines, and they're like the country is devastated. It's like you got the gold and the, and silver. the
0: silver by a large margin. And y-
1: so, yeah, I just, the, the poor girl who won the gold. And then, <laughs> and then the last NBC bit where she says, I just was so happy to skate clean. And again, Mike Tirico had to jump in. There. She's not talking about drugs. She means this. a clean skate, <laughs> clean she skate. She didn't very fall. different than skating yeah. clean. <laughs>
0: um, she tried so hard to speak English too. She was yeah. so cute. Um, she, I don't know. It, it, I feel so bad for the girl who doped it just because it felt
1: so dumb it felt, watching it. Yeah,
0: it felt horrible. Like she shouldn't have been allowed to skate, partially because she's under investigation for a drug scandal. Also, she's only fifteen. She'll have another Olympics, mm-hmm. but partially because it's like what an amount of pressure to put on a fifteen-year-old. There's no way she herself went out and got those drugs and decided to take them. Yeah. Like somebody on her team had to have been involved with this. And to have it all fall on her shoulders and to have the scandal and to go out and skate and then have her coaches yell at her, like, it was terrible. So she shouldn't have been allowed to skate at all, especially seeing what happened to Shakira Richards and to, you know, other athletes in the past. And she shouldn't have been allowed to skate just from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. And now they're talking about raising because of how badly it went. They're talking about raising the minimum age for figure skating. Did you see that? No. They're going to put out a vote to raise the minimum age to 17 because... They said fifteen is like Can't handle it? not even a legal adult anywhere mm-hmm. um and that there that's too much pressure on a 15 year old and to have a 15 year old like a what high school freshman doing drugs <laughs> basically yeah. to try and be better at athletics like that's just too young so they're trying to raise the age now based on how poorly this all fell out this year yeah.
1: so anyways. <sighs> anything um, else before we do our commercial
0: I was just gonna say speaking of white women getting out of consequences the Kim Potter sentencing Mm. is atrocious the cop who killed Dante Wright supposedly by accident um uh only got sentenced to two years um and people are saying that'll probably get cut to about 14 months based on the time she's already served Mm -hmm. between like the trial and the sentencing and everything so she killed a whole person um and because the judge fell for her white woman tears and said that she has a tough job and it was an accident um she didn't mean to kill anybody uh she's only going to be in jail for like less than two mm. years which was like four years less than the minimum sentencing based on her right um, that's what i don't crimes. get what's
1: the point of a minimum sentence if, if the judge, a judge can, can use can. their discretion so oh america
0: yeah and i have a lot of thoughts on teachers too but i'll save that for a different day
1: sure you haven't been on any other teacher podcasts ex-teacher no, podcasts
0: not yet um there's just a lot of teaching um a lot of teaching legislation that's mm-hmm. bullshit that's in the works and some of it specific to LGBT and trans students and things like that. But I'll save that for next week. As my bad news.
1: Okay. So our podcast is brought to you by Jilt. <laughs> the Be- no, <laughs> Not they yet. still have never replied to my emails. Uh, our in-house sponsor is book digits, B double tigits.com. <laughs>
0: you don't usually have to spell, babies. I'm not
1: major. drinking the wine tonight. Um, In the last week, we launched uh, graphs, which uh, I think this time last week, I was complaining about how much math I was doing, yes. Pythagorean theorem. So got most of it figured out, faked a little bit of it. Uh, so yeah, go to your book digits profile, click on your either your points number or the stats button and uh you'll see six different graphs for your all-time stats or your year-by-year stats uh and yeah it's a nice new visual way to uh to see your reading progress
0: i think i like the average speed one the most in a given year i think it's awesome
1: to see like yeah when you were slowing down maybe when you were reading longer books and then
0: And I think the um, average grade I find very interesting, too, in terms of which months I read books that I liked the most. It's also the
1: only place on book digits where you can see, like, your decimal point of your average grade, Mm -hmm. which I've found interesting because I am often at, like, a B plus or a B, which just doesn't really mean much when you just see those letters. But when you see, oh, that one was, like, an 87.5 and this was an 86.2, like, yeah, okay.
0: I also like the nonfiction versus fiction one, which I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have said I cared about before, but Mm -hmm. I'm making a concerted effort to read some more nonfiction, and it's nice to see, like, a tangible Mm -hmm. uh, result of that. If
1: you want to walk through of this, head on over to Book Digits on Instagram, on Bookstagram.
0: check out my Book Digits info highlight, or one of the two Book Digits info highlights for more information. Um, This podcast is also brought to you by leftover Halloween, uh, Halloween, good Lord, (laughs) Valentine's wine and Valentine's chocolate. Yep. AKA acid reflux waiting to happen.
1: Um so we're going to Broadway tonight? Is that the plan?
0: We're going to we're going to Ancient Greece.
1: Oh shit. Um, I knew and there we're was going something to, to prepare for. Which yep.
0: one would you like to go to
1: first? I think we gotta do Ancient Greece.
0: Alright. This is a book that's uh, was an Instagram darling. Mm-hmm. Bookstagram Darling. When did it come out? Let me see. Two years ago, i to say. No, no, it's gonna than that. For the most part. There were some people that did not like it. But overall, people love this book. Uh, I did not love it at all. Uh, I loved the first book by this author, so I probably had say these, too please. high. <laughs> I probably had too high of expectations for this book. The book is called Everyone
1: Loves Song of Achilles.
0: Cersei? Cersei, Circe.
1: I think you just said yeah.
0: Sure. See, to me, that's the Game of Thrones character, and it's spelled C E R S E I. So I get yeah. confused. That's Cersei.
1: Man, Book BookTiger doesn't even have downvoting anymore, but you have been downvoted on your review.
0: Yeah, because people, some people just adore this book. So it is based on the. Greek, I have two likes for my review. The Greek myth
1: of Circe. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I found it so fucking boring. Uh, it it is. I think it has the highest um, ratio, however you want to call it, differential mm. of the prettiest cover yeah. with the book I enjoyed
1: the least. Yeah. Um, it could be a new style in book digits.
0: I'm hesitant to unhaul, as I say, to get rid of the book yeah. because it's so pretty. And I believe I made you order me the UK edition because I liked the um, yeah, cover be. better. Mm. But I really didn't like it. And I really will never read it again.
1: It's just eye candy. Shelf it came candy. Came out in 2018. Yeah, you read it in 2019. And. I read it uh, in December just a couple months ago. so it's got B plus on book digits Which and is actually high. no one has given it a D or an F. Let me filter it No, sorry let me sort it by worst grade. I've yeah I've given it the worst grade on book digits A C minus you gave it a C. You're a
0: tough grader though. yeah for me, uh, I very rarely give a D unless the ending of the book pushes it down to a D yeah because I am such like a do not finisher do do not I, I dnf books quite frequently now like yeah. if i'm not feeling a book in the first couple chapters or like maybe like a third or even halfway through and i'm like i don't care what's happening i just stop reading it yeah. so like a book that would be a d or an f for me i rarely make it to the end there was one d last year because i was kind of meh about the book in the middle of it mm-hmm. and then the ending i was like fuck no and gave it a <laughs> low grade it was probably going to be a c minus and then what a c minus is the lowest grade i frequently would give out because yeah. if it's below that I, I stopped reading long ago yeah um so this book was a c meaning it didn't do it for me it wasn't the worst book i've ever read but it was very disappointing and i did yeah. not really enjoy the experience it was so slow yeah. nothing happens i don't like the, the main character she's not likable she's not really supposed to be likable but i just didn't give a shit about her journey at all and they spend the whole book going like she's ugly she has a gross voice no one likes her mm-hmm like why am i reading this book about her then i just the family drama and then the weird men stuff and then the weird motherhood stuff and then there's she's a witch all of a sudden i
1: so madeline miller is that her name yes um she's very clearly a scholar of the myths Mm -hmm. greek myths in particular she's only written two books to her name in like she has another one coming out in in whatever 15 years so she's very very um detailed i think in her in her preparation and in her writing but in song of achilles i mean the reason why that one was a darling was because it gave a gay twist to a to a kind of a well-known yeah
0: i mean there's a lot of historical or not historical but um
1: the context clues that
0: yes, that they were know. gay the whole time, and right. people just ignore them. It's like oh, they were pals, Which that that's the, were right, eternal but that's right. So that's
1: the piece of the story that she takes from the myth and says, "I'm going to build the um, novel yes, around." Yes. In this case, I never found that kernel. No. Um, like you said, like sort of a cast-off daughter. Um. And I haven't read Greek mythology since we had to in high school, so I can't tell you if Circe even has like much of a
0: We had to in high school?
1: I yeah, I I read a little bit. The I last remember. time
0: I remember I remember reading Greek mythology was like a book that my cousin got me when I was like in yeah. elementary school and it was like a big, like almost coffee table looking book and it had yeah. like kids like abridged versions of all the myths with pictures and stuff.
1: Right. So yeah, I don't know. When I think of retellings, I need something to be different about them either yes. this either the the geographic setting the time setting the the
0: narrator the narrator the relationships with yeah, it.
1: the makeup of the character and in this one it just seemed like the sense i got is that this is kind of a side character in mythology and i'm going to try to make her into a protagonist
0: but all they do is retell all of the myths that you already know with her kind of from kind of from her perspective but yeah. not really
1: Yeah, I mean, the other big thing for me, I remember listening to a podcast, I think, when this book came out, and one of the the people on that show talked about the motherhood theme and how the way this book discussed motherhood was the most accurate and the most poignant way they had ever thought about motherhood and connected with it so much because they had just recently had a child. And I said, wow, I'm going to read this book, Uh, my son's two years old i really can't wait to to see see what that person was talking about and i read and i read i'm like okay she's had some lovers no children i read i read it's like literally like three-fourths of the way into the book before her child appears there's one chapter that i thought was really really well done and then there's a jump a time jump of like 15 years after that and i was like, oh that's it that person who was so starstruck by this book was talking about that one chapter wow that was like yeah what book are you people reading is just kind of the, what wow, I was left is the with.
0: second to last review it got downvoted a lot yeah um most of this book read like a spark notes entry on greek mythology mm. narrated by a protagonist i did not connect enough to sustain the story the plot if you can call it that is boring and poorly played <laughs> poorly paced if you are planning to pick this one up just because you liked your previous book, go re go reread that one instead. Yeah. See, someone that I like on 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 Instagram said, "A plus, so enjoyable to read. Even if you're not a big mythology fan, the book will will hold your attention and keep you hooked." What book did they read? It's not the same book that I read. Yeah, I know. Um, another one that I felt similar, similarly about was called The Silence of the Girls. I read it last year. It came mm-hmm. out around the same time. And it was supposed to be about the the women in Greek mythology. That was supposed to be right. the twist, right? Because the men are the main characters and the women are kind of side characters. Even Helen of Troy is a side character, basically. She, like, mm-hmm. starts the thing and then, like, everything else happens around her. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this book was supposed to be, like, from the women perspective. It was fucking depressing. It was... I gave her the same grade as I gave Cersei. Um, there, especially as someone who had just, who had, you know, like you said a, a baby when I was reading it mm-hmm. the amount of like women that died that were pregnant or had babies or the rape or the, it it was from the women's perspective but that was
1: not empowering at all. See, I had the same takeaway from Cersei in a lot of ways because I had heard it talked about as like a feminist like powerhouse book and I don't think she really represents the parts of feminism that you want she
0: didn't have very much agency to advocate for yeah, everything exactly. kind of happened around her
1: literally like, she's on an island and everyone has to come to her she doesn't go yes. anywhere she doesn't and do then, anything like, towards the
0: end of the book she kind of had more agency mm. when she kind of realized oh my family sucks i don't i'm not the one who sucks or whatever yeah. not enough to sustain the story and not enough of a payoff for what i had to slog through to get through it so yeah. i did not enjoy it um and now I'm, like, hesitant about Madeline Miller's newest book. She's supposedly writing one about Persephone. Right. And then she's supposedly Sh- writing one about, No one, one could about,
1: ever like, say she's not staying in her lane.
0: Supposedly she also was going to, re- to do a, temp- a retelling of The Tempest. Mm. So Shakespeare, which is a little bit... Okay. Still a classic, but outside of her lane. But uh, now it sounds like Persephone is the newest. That's the most recent news is that it's going to okay. be a Persephone book. So, I don't know. Um, did you in Song of Achilles? Yeah. And you agree that it was better than Cersei. Absolutely, yeah. It's not just because I have a soft spot for LGBT books. No. It was just the emotional connection with the relationship between Patrocles and, and Achilles yeah. is what carried the book. There was no emotional connection with Cersei. In fact, she was emotionless for most of, the, for mm-hmm. most of it.
1: She's also immortal, which is the thing I called out in my review, which is when you're, when you're trying to cover the life of an immortal the it, time jumps, right? It just makes it hard for the reader because, like, you it, the there, time doesn't matter at and then all. And there
0: weren't really any side characters, no. or if they were, they came back a couple times. Yeah. Whoever she was in love with, or a
1: uh, couple, they all had the same names, like Damocles or something. You no, know,
0: the, the famous guy with the boats and the the um Od o- Odysseus. No. No. She was in love with one of the famous guys. Yeah. Um, she wanted his baby, but she didn't have his baby. Yeah. No, I don't even remember. It was too long ago. Anyways, don't read this book. It sucks. Just look at the cover in the bookstore and go, ooh, that's nice, it and should just have keep walking. on someone
1: who really loved this book or loves Greek mythology to, to, to come on here. with us. Oof, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I know that there are people that might actually listen to this podcast that will very much disagree with me, but, oh the well.
1: The mailbox is open, folks.
0: Um, do we want to switch to something that we liked a little bit better? We've got
1: about 20 minutes left on the stopwatch.
0: Okay, do you want to do the Broadway musical movie we watched or do you want to do the actual broadway cross america one
1: i want to talk about the one we went to since we're talking okay. about russian women
0: sure sure sure. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a stretch but i'll give it to you so i had asked for tickets to see <laughs> this stage musical broadway cross america for my birthday in 20 in early 2019 mm-hmm. no 2020 early 2020 no i asked for them in 2019 and the the dates of the show were march 2020 i'm sure you can see where we're going with this yeah. the show got delayed and then delayed again and then delayed again because of covid um and are we allowed to say covid on our podcast if it's on spotify yes it's a joke um i was just thinking about how on instagram we're like off spotify folks we
1: it. stuck to our word we put our we took our money away from where our mouth was
0: our podcast is off spotify too
1: just that we're not subscribed yeah 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 okay
0: um so
1: I honestly don't know how to take it down (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: so the musical we're referring to if you hadn't guessed by the Russian women comment is Anastasia we finally saw it in December
1: sing a few bars for us I don't know if I once
0: upon a December would have been the cue
1: once upon a February
0: we saw it in December that's where I was yeah that was good yeah um it's the first like in-person public thing we've done uh indoors public thing we've done like since covid probably Mm -hmm. um i just want to talk about that for a second because i was impressed with either broadway cross America or the the theater we went to in in minnesota people
1: away at the door get out literally they were really
0: strict about your vaccine cards if you didn't have the right type of like rapid test result they weren't letting Mm -hmm. you in if you didn't have your id to match your test results or your vaccine card they weren't letting you in like it was decently strict and even when you got inside I kind of was afraid that as soon as everyone sat down, they would just take their masks off. But the ushers were like coming around, flashing the lights flashing in your eyes, and like having signs on the um, in, uh, like intermission to keep your masks on and everything. Mm-hmm. It was uh, I, I felt safer than I thought in terms of COVID. Um, we had also just had COVID, so I didn't think we were going to get it again three weeks later. But um, who are we? Who are we, Djokovic? conveniently timed covid to uh go to our show um so i think it was a little bit of an extra treat for us to go see like live theater mm-hmm. um it almost felt like some sort of like alternate reality or fantasy world it reminded or something.
1: me that i that i really like live theater though i think my parting thought was i'm fine with like good amateur theater mm. not amateur but like semi-professional theater um
0: like one step down from Broadway across yeah. America,
1: in terms of the the entertainment for value.
0: Sure, I was gonna say like, I think a fight with Broadway across America versus Broadway. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I mean Broadway's its own special occasion, but I don't I don't feel like I need to go to see every show at Broadway to have it count. Yeah, um. At Broadway, on Broadway, um. So. I, if you're familiar with the movie Anastasia, the stage version is a little bit different. It's that's, only, that's been
1: your only. That's your quibble. How you know with How you know the story is from God, the Got it. Yes, you
0: know? I remember the movie. The movie which does not hold up as well mm. um, nowadays, partially just because the animation is very bad. It's not. I remember it's that DreamWorks, yeah. maybe if if even early
1: non-Disney. Um, some some. And it's theory.
0: yeah, the animation is rough when you're watching it now compared to, you know, all the more recent animated movies we're used to
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um so i knew the songs from the movie and i used to really like the movie i i still enjoy the songs and enjoy the movie but um i was a little bit puzzled by some of the differences Mm -hmm. um i the biggest difference is the soldier
1: yes that was the worst part of the stage show.
0: i understand why they made the change because in the movie there the villain is um i always forget his name the creepy, like, wizard dude.
1: Oh, Rasputin.
0: Rasputin. In the movie, um, Rasputin is the villain. And he literally is, like, a zombie. And there's, like, his weird bat sidekick. Because from the years of, like, 88 to 2000, you couldn't make a, a Disney movie or a animated movie without a weird animal sidekick. Yeah. He's basically the Iago yeah. parrot of this movie. Um, so, yeah, they basically did a weird, like, Jafar knock off <laughs> except instead of a parrot it's a bat yeah Bar- bartok or bartolo or something um so i can understand why that would not translate well especially because they were going for a little bit more of a historically accurate feel it seems mm-hmm. in the stage show they they did a lot about a little bit more of like the politics of russia yes. um whereas in the movie they very much skip over that and all you kind of know is that russia is poor
1: yeah
0: um and in the stage show they emphasize that a lot so in replacing the weird zombie magician um they went with a soldier uh the
1: like pre kgb the people's yeah
0: part what what is it called
1: the communists
0: yeah what was their what was their name
1: yeah i don't know the the
0: communists they went with a communist like a comrade from the communist yeah, party and it was a bit weird he was not well fleshed out
1: no. as a villain
0: they also wanted him
1: to be sympathetic they wanted him
0: to be kind of sympathetic and that he got pulled into this because of his father or something but also i i felt like at least for me my biggest complaint about the show is that it hit the wrong amount of russian history Hmm. they were trying to be more realistic because anastasia is a real
1: like
0: folk tale or however you want to call it she was a real person Mm -hmm. and there really is a question of whether or not she was killed mm-hmm. uh, so they I think they tried to make it a little bit more historically accurate without the weird magic and shit mm-hmm. but in doing so they just mostly confused me because i was like i don't they're trying to tell me some stuff about russia without actually giving me a history lesson mm-hmm. i wished i like had my phone and could like google more about the communist party of russia and the fall of the romanovs because it gave you just enough information that you were like okay i get that this is supposed to be history but not enough for me to like actually follow the politics of it um and maybe i wasn't supposed to maybe i'm just being like overly curious but i it just kind of pulled me out of the show a little bit because i was like wait is this real wait what actually happened with the party mm-hmm. wait like which parts of these things are they i struggle with this in general in movies and tv shows and things if it's based on based on actual history mm-hmm. of like i need like a little pop-up on the side saying this part I'll is real mm-hmm. this part is is um is embellished like right. it. I get really bogged down in the details of like what part of this is. Are they pulling from real history, and what part of this are they just like making work for the show? Um, so I struggled a little bit with that. I appreciate that they were trying to make it more historical and less like kids fantastical. Mm-hmm. But I still struggled with like the Russian history, that they the politics they put in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but they kept like the main bones of the show the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In that she's poor she doesn't remember who she is she has some sort of amnesia Mm -hmm. or ptsd or combination of the two and two guys um con artists try to um are trying to just like train a russian girl to pretend to be anastasia to cash in on the prize Mm -hmm. and accidentally stumble upon the real anastasia right um I thought the chemistry between the leads was good, which mm-hmm. is a main thing from the movie too. And we had some
1: understudies too, so yeah, kudos to them. Extra
0: impressive. The the chemistry was very good. I thought the songs were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um I my favorite addition, I think that I don't think was in the movie was the Russian club and the the song. See, you
1: love that scene? I didn't that scene didn't do it, it didn't for do me. Didn't do it for you? That I whole just liked character, the song. I know you love Lily or whatever her name is.
0: They, that's pretty much the same as the TV, the movie. Yeah character
1: um so yeah heading into i was just gonna talk about the effects a little bit i think on broad on the broadway across america they always have to downsize a little bit right yeah um but early on like the way they set up the castle and the attack i thought was very well Mm -hmm. done there was a lot of cool effects
0: i don't know who would have brought a child to this because it was very Mm. scary even i was like spooked the way that they did the explosions and the guns and the family Mm -hmm. dying Mm -hmm. and it was very um i thought they did a very good job of making it realistically scary without being like overly graphic or gory or anything
1: and then and then heading into act two you're on the train and that's when like the stage direction got a little weird for me
0: yeah in the beginning they were using like projectors as like instead of having like side sets they had Projectors showing the backgrounds. And it re- worked really well when they were in uh, St. Petersburg. Yeah. And um, like you said, for, for the explosions and some of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But then it, it was showing maps that didn't make any sense. That yeah. really pulled me out of the moment. So talk
1: about your geography issue as well with the train ride.
0: Yeah. They talk about how... So they're supposedly, like, on this train from St. Petersburg, and they're trying to get to Paris. Right. And they talk about, like, mm-hmm. oh, we're we're crossing the border into Germany. And then they get out and walk from Germany to Paris? Paris, yeah. It didn't make any sense. Like, the, <laughs> the map they were showing and also, like, the words that they said yeah. made no sense. And I even, like, looked up. This is how annoyed, how annoyed I get about <laughs> historical inaccuracies and knowing which is real. I, like, looked up a map of europe at that time yeah. to see if like because i know the german the german border was very different in yeah. historical times and whatnot and it still didn't make any sense the mm. the geographical direction uh, like um what do you call it when you're like looking somewhere like uh like when you're surveying no i don't know no, like you're uh
1: <laughs> This is staying in.
0: (laughs) You're, um... You're looking. No, no, no. Like, if you're driving, you're like, oh, take a right at the big tree. Landmarks? Landmarks, thank Uh you. They're geographical landmarks Like made no sense.
1: I just also feel like the show doesn't have enough in the second act to, like, sustain. Like, once they're there, the only challenge is to convince the... What is she? The grandma? The aunt? What is she? Grandmama. Yeah
0: um i didn't think like the emotions of that quite worked to sustain the whole second act Mm -hmm. i think in the movie i I think the problem on the stage show is that they immediately have her go nope i'm not seeing any more girls and you're like well how the fuck is the rest of the show gonna work then if she's not seeing any more girls and i just don't think like the beats of of how they get there Mm -hmm. because then spoiler i guess even at the end the grandma's like yep i think that was anastasia i'll never see you again bye yeah they didn't quite make the emotional connection that you needed to have the payoff of it worth it and right. then the ending didn't really make sense
1: to me <laughs> at the end
0: she ran off with him
1: dimitri yeah. yeah yeah
0: all she ever wanted was a family the real family is the family you made it along the way yeah and she'd spent her whole life being poor and wanted to find her family and she found her family and could have been rich and then she was like i'd rather fuck off with this guy couldn't, they, couldn't he have just been rich, too? In the movie, <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. And I think the point was he Let's didn't want to be. move everyone up from the lower he, class. all he wanted to be was rich, too. Mm-hmm. But because he didn't take the the uh, prize money or whatever.
1: Right. He, he needs doesn't to prove want to the, the money. grandmama, yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Okay. I think that's good for that one. We're
0: making it sound like we didn't like it. I really enjoyed it.
1: In the moment, it's great. It's just, yeah, when you...
0: Dissect it. Yeah, I
1: think that's the cool thing about theater is that, I don't know, it's very different to me than watching a show or a movie. Yeah. I think partially because you can't just talk in the middle and be like, that's dumb. That very ha- immersive. Not that I haven't seen bad shows on stage.
0: Chicago on Broadway was <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, I know I talk about it every time we mention Broadway. <laughs> it's just you, you go to a Broadway show and you assume it's going to be very good and it was not good. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this in the moment. It was a very fun experience. I, mm-hmm. I left saying... I enjoyed all of those songs. And I will not be listening to the soundtrack. Like, the songs were very good in the moment for conveying the emotions of that scene or getting across the information of that scene. Oh, this is a great there segue
1: into our next one. Yes, there and weren't. And kudos to him. You'd never know that Anastasia was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, though? It would have just been Russian rappers. Um, so it was a very, very enjoyable experience if it comes by. Near you, I would recommend going to see it. Um, just don't
1: buy your think tickets too much about history, and
0: don't buy your tickets three years ahead of time. Don't think too much about the history, but don't also don't expect to like come away with like a new favorite musical soundtrack. Come
1: away, I like, didn't
0: even mean to do that.
1: Speaking of of Broadway shows with like no lasting uh, musical <laughs> impact on people,
0: come from away.
1: I am going to be very harsh to come from away. So, do you want to okay. do the?
0: Can I? um, A warm-up. Okay. This show...
1: um, Beloved show.
0: Medium beloved. Yeah. I don't think it's anyone's favorite, favorite musical. Um, I listened to the soundtrack first. To slightly disagree with you, it works as a... A cast recording, not a soundtrack. It works as a cast recording if you listen to it like an audiobook almost mm-hmm. like if you listen to the whole thing all the way through that makes
1: complete sense it's based on a based on a nonfiction book correct so, yeah.
0: so if you listen to it as almost like an abridged audiobook to music mm-hmm. it works i listened to it i really liked the music and the story that they told um and i could follow most of it one of my pet peeves with musicals is when they're is the opposite of come from away right when there's really good songs Mm -hmm. that make no sense if you haven't seen the show i thought wicked was a very different musical (laughs) when i had just heard like some of the songs here and there because like people liked the songs from it i was so confused about who was what character and what was their relationship Mm -hmm. but the songs are great but it irritated me listening to them having never seen the show because it didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And like the skips between the songs didn't make sense yeah. and the characters didn't make sense um, come from ways the opposite of that. I would say none of the songs are particular like bangers. Yeah. But <laughs> if you listen to the whole thing you have a sense of the story and you understand what's happening.
1: Yeah.
0: And it conveys information well in song format.
1: Give people the quick quick
0: watching uh if anyone has apple plus Mm -hmm. apple tv plus i still don't know what it's called um i think it's still available to watch if you're interested so the the synopsis is that um on 9-11 a bunch of planes coming from europe were grounded or or you know forced to land um outside of the u.s because the u.s airspace was closed for days following 9-11 as soon as the first plane hit um or sooner-ish, and so a bunch of the planes got sent to Gander, um, Nova Newfoundland. Scotia, Newfoundland. Thank yeah. you, um, which is the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, kind of a cool historical fact is that it used to be one of the busiest airports
1: when um, the planes didn't have enough fuel Kira- right? correct Wimph. with like the
0: older yeah. style planes coming from europe they couldn't make it all the way to new york or dc or chicago or where they were going yeah. so they would stop in gander to refuel so it used to be one of the biggest airports and that's how they ended up with so many planes on 9-11 is that they have a huge airstrip yeah. um and huge runways because they used to have a lot of plane traffic And apparently because of that, they are, like, some sort of international, like, emergency response-trained situation, never thinking they'd really have to use it. So a bunch of planes on 9-11 got sent to Gander, and they ended up with, like, thousands of stranded passengers who didn't know what was happening, who... Nobody really had cell phones those days. Yeah, true. um, Or not as many people had cell phones. Nobody had smartphones. And... Uh, Nobody knew how long they were going to have to stay there. And this entire town, who was, like, tripled in size by the plane passengers, Mm -hmm. came together to make sure that all of these passengers had a place to stay, had food, had clothes, had all the essentials that they needed. Mm -hmm. So this musical is based on um, a nonfiction book with a bunch of interviews from different people who were there, both passengers on the planes and townspeople. And this is a... um, kind of non-fiction musical telling this story Mm -hmm. um it works if you just listen to it as a soundtrack almost as well as it works on the stage Mm -hmm. because the stage direction is very minimal
1: yeah i think that's actually one of the positives for me i think i think this the recording was of like the original cast so super talented people each person each actor is like tasked to play at least like three roles
0: um and did and the the quick changes were very well done i like seeing the putting
1: um, on a hat or
0: yes like they were almost uh on purpose they were almost like intentionally poorly done yeah to make it well done if that makes any sense well it's
1: got the same stage vibe as once Once, right where you have the band off to the side and at first you're like how does this work and then you're like oh this is the show like this yeah. is this group of people is going to do this um
0: so the minimalistic thing yeah. is really cool to watch and it you you still follow who's who and they have different accents and and there's no
1: plane on stage but they do it all with chairs yeah and whatever yeah um
0: and like describing it, it probably sounds silly but yeah. it it was very effective to watch yeah. and i think much more effective than if they were trying to like Have a interior of a plane on the side stage, like they always used to do with musicals. That's just what I was thinking.
1: Was that like the person who wrote the script? Like you really could take the book. I haven't read the book, but I imagine they took the book and converted it into to dialogue. Like that part is you can see how that's possible. Whoever designed the stage direction and figured out how you could do it with a cast of like ten people. Like, that's the MVP. That's the uh, mm-hmm. Tony Award for that show is whatever whatever category that is. They deserve to win for that.
0: Did they win any Tony Awards? I think they did. It was nominated for seven and it won a couple. Uh, it won for Best Director.
1: Yeah, so it's probably the director, right? Choreographer or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a fine story. There's not a ton of surprise to what they do, like the setup that heather has given here is pretty much it right you got a town who's a little bit nervous about what's happening and you've got a group of people on a plane who are nervous about what's happening and they have to figure it out and um i think my biggest complaint about the show is that it tries to, s- to spread the ensemble around too much and mm-hmm. what i mean by that is just not picking one protagonist uh, so my biggest opinion coming out of watching it was that the best character is th- is the female pilot. Yes, for sure. Who has also the best song, where she basically tells her entire life story leading it, up like, to this point. Gives
0: you chills. You want to cry. It's a great.
1: And so I looked. I thought to myself after that song. I said, "That's the show I want to see." Yeah. The story of this this female pilot, and you can have the second act be September eleventh. But, like, that whole song, I was like, that's a show.
0: Yeah, they—they, they, I see what you mean. It was almost too much of an ensemble cast. You have, like, the veterinarian or the animal shelter like volunteer right worry about the animals and then you yeah. have like the bus strike going on and then you have like the, the gay people car- fa- the, the gay yeah. couple that kind of splits up and then you have the old people that fall in love and then you and have they're
1: like oh we gotta do a little bit of racism anti-racism stuff here but that, that feels like it's kind of shoehorned in i thought it was funny funny which bit are you talking about the grills the black guy who like oh, no i was talking about the the uh, middle oh, eastern oh, oh, people i'm sorry god not years. funny
0: i thought you meant the, the the
1: african group
0: no no no. the black character the black yeah. guy who says that he thinks he's going to get shot for going around and taking everyone's grills out of yeah, their yeah, backyard yeah, yeah. No, and he, he talks yeah. about how like he feels safer in a town of strangers than he does in his own yeah, yeah, yeah. backyard yeah, that part he, is funny. he talks about i was going around to take everyone's grills and he got offered a cup of tea if at every single household yeah. uh
1: when Gosh, he was stealing yeah, no, their girls, yeah. You and I were talking about this. Sorry,
0: things. in my head, I was thinking, oh, there was that funny bit about the gay couple yeah. not finding any, any uh, discrimination really there, yeah, and then yeah. the black guy. That's where I was going yeah. with it. Yes, that part was horrible with mm-hmm. the um, the Middle Eastern mm-hmm. people that were discriminated against. Um, so yeah,
1: I mean that's the thing, right? Is that the town's not perfect. The, you know the people in it have some uh some of their own beliefs that conflict with kind of the morals of the show It was mostly
0: the passengers that were the ones that were being yeah
1: true but yeah i mean i guess that's just what i struggle with is it wants to be like a happy happy show but it can't really be
0: it's yeah it has to kind of skate that line of being a little bit of a hopeful or a positive story but still showing the realities of the situation yeah. you have the mother whose son was the firefighter mm-hmm. you have the um the arabic passengers who were discriminated against you have um the pilot trying to call her family and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out which of her colleagues is okay so you definitely have the realities of it and then you have the hopeful kind of nature i just thought it did a good job of um i think like a lot of the emotions were there i think there's a lot of moments that kind of like catch your breath Mm -hmm. like when the pilot realizes that nobody on her plane knows what happened right she knows what happened no and like the townspeople realize nobody knows and they put the tvs on for people to watch because nobody knows what happened or when they like have to give people's phones because nobody had cell phones to call home or when um you find out what happened to the 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 firefighter and like there's a lot of moments in it that kind of just make you go like so i think it did a good job of like some of that level of emotion. But yeah, you definitely, it's definitely a, you get a breadth of characters' points of view. You don't get the depth into any one character or story. So if that's what you're looking for is like more of a a single character focus, that's not here. This is definitely an ensemble and it's trying to show you little vignettes of different characters and how they were affected.
1: And yeah, I mean, stories also need to have like a goal that they're striving for. And in this case, it's like, get out of here. Yeah. But also, let's not rush to get out of here. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a cute story about, about these people, these strangers, figuring out how to make it work in this town. But, And, and the backdrop of 9-11 is, is interesting to, to consider with it, but there's no objective, really, in the plot.
0: I'm not going to disagree with you, I guess. Mm. Um, If anyone's interested, the book, it's based on I looked it up. It's called The Day the World Came to Town, 9-11 in Gander, Newfoundland. Um,
1: Yeah, it's like it's the perfect thing that you would send a newspaper person off to or magazine journalist to go write and be like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what other sort of weird things happened that day aside from the most tragic pieces of it. I'm sure there are stories all over the world of of the, things that happened because of what was happening in the U.S.
0: The Undocumented Americans is um, is a book, a nonfiction book that I read last year that I recommend. Um, and that goes into the undocumented immigrants who were tasked with cleaning up from 9-11 mm-hmm. because they did the jobs that nobody else wanted to do and how a lot of them never got paid. A lot of them had horrible um um, diseases right. from what all the chemicals they were exposed to and it kind of shows that side of it which was something that i hadn't known either so yeah. um i'm not someone who's super into 9-11 like mm, uh reminiscing accounts or, yeah, or reminiscing right. or anything i think we talked about it you and i talked about it a little bit if not on the podcast at least just uh in life about how like uh i don't know i struggle with sometimes like the reminiscing
1: of it i think it's also weirder now to like watch the show because it seems like in the discussions about covid 9-11 comes up a lot with people begging people to take it more seriously as they say look at look at how you changed a country after three thousand deaths yep and you understand that it's a very different situation and one was an attack and one is not but quantitatively yeah it it makes like all the events feel a little bit different Two
0: thousand people are still dying a day and everyone's lifting the mask mandates and Mm -hmm. and saying it's over um i was going to say that it's also hard to watch after the afghanistan fallout Mm -hmm. and the news that biden is going to take some of afghanistan's money that we were holding on to and donate it to 9-11 survivors even though afghanistan had nothing to do with Mm 9-11 um and saying that like money that's supposed to go to like the national bank of afghanistan some of it is going to afghani refugees and the and the intention is to spend millions of it for 9-11 it it doesn't make any sense like the Mm -hmm. narrative that was spun i guess that's i I think that's what you're maybe getting at is that you you watch this show and you're like oh everyone came together and this whole time still has a
1: tone it still has like a tone of like the whole never forget thing and i just feel like that's it's a little beyond that yeah
0: between covid and like i said all the the war in iraq yeah, and, you, right. and the um yeah everything that happened in the middle east with uh the politics and, and war on terror and all of that mm-hmm. knowing that context of like what's coming based on it right. it's a little hard to like buy into like oh so cute that they had this experience in this little town right. and they go back there every year like yes it's nice to watch and I think I liked the show better than you did. Oh, I definitely. I do um fall for those like emotional manipulation moments mm-hmm. and the the little stories of all the people I do like, you know, vignettes like that kind of thing. So yeah. I think it it's effective for what it is. But I agree with you that it it's a little bit hard to watch the I don't even want to say cutesy or romanticizing. those aren't the right words yeah. but it, it's a little hard to watch the the simplification I think in right. this show of trying to be like some people live in New York and they're sad and we're in this town and right. each person
1: it, each character is a trope because they have to be in that type of yeah
0: because you can't get um, too deep into each character you're the gay guy character. you're the black
1: guy you're the yeah.
0: so it's very enjoyable I, I thought it was enjoyable to watch and I think that that type of historical tidbit is interesting once again, to connect it back to anastasia i was definitely googling like which of these characters is real and how much of this is based on a true story and nearly all of it was they mm-hmm. didn't really change much of it right. um even some of the things that you would think would be a little too um convenient or too like perfect for the plot were true like the the pilot right. the whole story about the pilot was was absolutely true um so i enjoyed it just and i think if you don't know much about the um, most people I don't I guess that's the point most people don't know much about um, Gander and Newfoundland and the history of their airport and stuff Mm -hmm. so I think just from like a historical interest talking point it's um, worth watching but it definitely is like an ensemble cast vignette style thing I also think it's just worth watching for the stage direction like you said it's Mm -hmm. very impressive Um, did you like it better or worse than Anastasia um, i guess it's hard to say because yeah. you said anastasia the thing we enjoyed the most was being in person was, right. I, I
1: was gonna say i think it was sucked more into that one and it could have been the the venue but i like i would i wish there would be more theater available on streaming services i think that's a i think that's a cool idea
0: i think that um something i think i've talked about before but there's always been this idea that if it's available to watch on streaming services or in theaters people won't go to broadway and the hamilton um production was kind of a um proof against that because hamilton ticket sales actually went up after hamilton was released on disney that was a little different because they they filmed that specifically to be a movie Mm -hmm. whereas um like they had different camera angles yeah. and like redid the scenes and stuff it wasn't just a straight like yeah, putting a camera in the back of yeah. a theater they did it as a specific performance for
1: a movie or a there's a name for it now I guess it's when you set up the theater for yeah. the multi cam
0: um but yes uh, the, what that showed was that ticket sales actually went up because people saw it on Disney there was more hype because people were watching it and people saw it and then wanted to go see it anyways it didn't it didn't replace the right. fact of going to see something in the theater and as we're talking about the the experience of going to see it in the theater is a whole separate thing than mm-hmm. watching it on tv and just because i'd seen the animated anastasia does not mean i didn't want to go see the musical yeah. so i agree i'd like to see more and if there are ones that i like enough i'll go see them anyways mm-hmm. so
1: all right babe it's almost bedtime you got any upcoming things i do okay.
0: the marvelous mrs mason season four
1: there's more story to be told there. Um That's what the trailer promises. Quoting
0: Elephant and Piggy. <laughs> um, I don't really remember that much of season three. I watched seasons two and three while I was on maternity leave. Was, unconscious. No, on maternity <laughs> leave two years ago, almost yeah. to the day, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a minute since I watched them. Mm. Um, but I'm excited about it. I think it's a very weird tone show. I've always actually said it's kind of feels like a musical the way the way that they or feels like a stage production the way that they have the costumes and the lighting and the um the setting it all feels a little bit um i don't know stage musically yeah. and and i like it that vibe so um we as we've said we've been in a bit of a tv rut and i i since finishing the bull type um <laughs> i I'm not watching any other tv shows really right now either so i'm excited for yeah. that um bridgerton comes back the day after my no. birthday so totally different characters because each book my lord or a lot of different characters it focuses on one of the other brothers my so grace you don't have to, your grace <laughs> you don't have to watch it i will be watching it
1: oh god just tell me if these characters understand how sex works
0: i i don't know um miss marvel not miss mazel miss marvel
1: captain marvel oh, that's confusing yeah that needs to have a crossover
0: um <laughs> that would be funny um i don't know i saw something on brie larson's instagram page there's more captain marvel or something um and stranger things i think i might be over stranger things
1: yeah i saw someone explaining that it's in two parts and then a the fifth season
0: i might be over it
1: yeah, I mean all three seasons were pretty much the same.
0: Someone's gonna have to really convince me to watch this. Also, next like some one. of the
1: actors were getting worse and worse, so. the kids
0: got older. It was like the Harry Potter Four syndrome yeah. where like the kids were in a very awkward stage. They're not cute little nine year olds anymore, but they're yeah. not like teenagers who can act. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Someone convinced me that I need to watch it. Or don't Well we didn't keep it to a tight sixty, but
1: not bad, babe.
0: Not bad. Um, this is what happens when we actually podcast regularly. Is I don't have like eighteen hours Months of pent worth up, of things um, random tidbits to share. So, thanks for listening. Yep. And uh, if you listen to us two weeks in a row, wow! Don't get too burned out on us. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, as always. Um, you can follow us uh i mean i'm most active on the book digits instagram so that's the best place to find Mm -hmm. me probably is the book digits instagram but we do have our at dd get down on twitter and at book digits on twitter um so you can find us on either of those um and make sure you check out the new book digits and the new graphs and let us know what you think and um if any real advertisers want to advertise with us let us know
1: all right good night mates
0: have a good long weekend and see you next time
1: see ya